Hello, this is Trina. And Jennifer. And this is episode 12 of What Would Trina Do? So um, we're going to start off the episode on a somber note. Um, I found out yesterday one of my classmates that uh, graduated from Archbishop Carroll in 98, uh, Russell Tolson, was murdered on Friday night in Greenbelt, Maryland. Uh, there's not really any details about it, um, but knowing the type of guy that Russell was, he was a... He was pretty laid back in high school. He liked to do funny voices and impressions. Always lighthearted, nothing really mean. He he probably got mixed up in something that had nothing to do with him, more than likely. Mm, based, he's a passerby? Based on the type of person he was. I don't know what actually happened. So, it, you know, rest in peace, Russell. Yes. And we also lost... Um, Nelson Ellis, I know him as a Lafayette, Lafayette. from True yeah. Blood. I was like, I saw the picture and I was like, Lafayette, no. Yeah. I, he was like one of the characters, well, besides Tara. I, I loved uh, uh, Tara. I loved him more than Tara. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember the, um, and the, they, um, they, they show this clip on Facebook all the time, the one where the, the rednecks told. Oh, the AIDS burger? The AIDS burger, and he came out, and he cussed them, he's like, Did round you? here, a special come with french fries, <laughs> like how you said, french fries. <laughs> and a side of AIDS. And AIDS, he got loud, <laughs> AIDS, and he was like, well, I'm an American, and I have a say over who makes my food, and then he like licked the burger, mushed it in his face and punched them all. Now, I'm not saying it's okay to just do that just because someone is homophobic. But you know what? On a TV show, on HBO, it was very cathartic. Yes. I loved it. It gave you all the feels. Yes. Yeah. So uh, he was 36 years old. No, 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 no. Russell was 36 years old. Sorry, sorry. He was 39. He was 39 years old, and he died from complications due to heart failure. So... Very, very random. Yes. So, rest in peace, uh, Nelson. for both families. Yeah, Nelson Ellis, or a.k.a. Lafayette. So, um, last week, I guess there is no smooth way to transition from that, but last week was uh, the first um, annual blurred con mm-hmm. and that took place in crystal city virginia and i i thought it was uh pretty good that uh i really really enjoyed the panels there i went to a panel on kink <laughs> <laughs> purely for educational now, ed- educational and just to interject Everything that happened late night, because I only went on Sunday, so I didn't get any of the experience any Friday. Any that kink action. Yeah, none of that kink action for me, which I missed. I'm very sad about. But all the late night stuff looked really, really good. Like, there was a, there were a few kink-esque. Or... Yeah, there was uh, sexuality and cosplay. Mm-hmm. I went to that also. <laughs> <laughs> learning purposes. Learning purposes. And the discussions we had were very interesting. Like, I learned the difference between a kink versus a fetish. Um, typically with a fetish, you, you, you generally need that thing in order to, I guess, achieve an orgasm or to get aroused or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a kink is just something that's outside of vanilla. Like, I guess, yes. spanking or biting or collars and stuff. And they were talking about how, you know, with the kink community and the vanilla community, that there are basically creepers in both communities. But the way they approached it, I feel like the vanilla community just kind of acts like the creepers aren't there. Like when women complain about being harassed, it's like, oh, those delightful little scamps don't mean anything by it, ladies. Like, you got to open yourself up. Whereas... In the kink community, it's like they have a lot of measures in place to prevent people from being harassed. You know, mm-hmm. like they acknowledge there are creeps. So you need to make sure that you are checking out the people. Um, you need to get affirmative consent. And I feel like that's another thing, another difference. I feel like 
in the vanilla community, no means no. It's kind of like, it's still kind of the mentality, even though they're trying to change that now. Yeah. And in the kink community, yes means yes. They need affirmative consent. They need permission, not just, well, you didn't say no, so. And let me interject, because I had this funny conversation that kind of borderline on talking about rape. I know that's like, but, but. If you say yes one time, it can always be taken away. And I think a lot of people in, I guess, the vanilla community don't get that. If I agreed to have sex with you Sunday and Monday morning, I say no, it's a no. And I think in some states, um, if you say yes and you change your mind in the middle of Mm -hmm. sex and they don't stop, you can't um, say they raped you because you said yes initially. Right. So that means... I got to do extra vetting to make sure that this is the type of guy who will listen to me if I say no in the middle. Right. And I mean, that's with vanilla too. Like, No, I'm talking know. about in, in vanilla. Right, yeah. Because like, if you agree to, let's say, have one type of sex and then some something else is introduced and you like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, it's, it isn't like, it, I guess, it, and the other thing with vanilla is also always falling on the woman to... Be the one, like, if you if it's a no, you better fight. I don't know. It's yeah, you have really to aggressive. fight or you didn't fight back enough. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely see that. I feel like a lot of the things that are frowned upon in the vanilla community are just frowned upon because they're weird. And in the kink community, like, no, you can be as weird as you want as long as you have permission to be weird. <laughs> yeah. Did you give consent? Like, oh, no, no judgment. Oh, that's what you like? No judgment. Um... I'm not going to do that, though. Here are my limits. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, and this is, like, very much a side note, but, like, that's what the thing I think that upsets me with the Rob Kardashian, Black China. I don't know if you've seen I've that. I've heard it's about on it. Facebook. That he's putting up pictures of her. That's a revenge porn. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to share someone's... That they shared with you in confidence or that it it was just for you. And I'm so sick of this whole, well, she shouldn't have shared it with him. And he should have known what he got because she dated a stripper. Where did that say that, you know, that was okay? Yeah, it's not okay that was supposedly she cheated on him. She cheated on him. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know, I guess. Yeah, like stripper or not, like there are plenty of people who have... Uh, white collar jobs who cheat on their wives with their secretary yeah. or they, you know, right. Or they're like screwing the gardener or whatever. Right. So that has nothing to do with it. You can date whoever and they will cheat on you. And maybe like they could have learned something from the kink community with having hard, you know, set limitations or agreements yeah. in their relationship. Yeah. There are like plenty that's... of people in the kink community who are polyamorous, but they're open about it. There's no sneaking around. They knew what they were signing up for. Right. So there's no bitter. Well, I'm sure there's still bitterness. I mean, jealousy is jealousy. Right. Jealousy is jealousy. Like, that's why I could never be in a polyamory. I would hate everybody. Right. Accusations. Yeah, this would be terrible. But, you know, I think the vanilla community probably could learn a lot from the kink. Everyone still went to this kink panel, huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I'm trying to think of something that the kink community could learn from the vanilla community. And honestly, nothing. nothing. Right. There's nothing. to. T- there are no takeaways. Do better, vanilla. Do better. So, um, so what panels did you go to? Well, can I go back? I just have one question because I never asked this. Did they, did anyone go, like bring up Fifty Shades of Grey? No, they did. Because <laughs> no. I just feel like that was like the worst adaptation of Kink. Yeah, nobody brought up Fifty Shades of Grey. Th- like that panel couldn't have been any further from Fifty. <laughs> yeah, Fifty Shades would have been like, what the heck? <laughs> They're like, no, no, this I'm sorry. Original. This is a Kink panel. Get out. <laughs> go to the Vanilla Crowd. <laughs> Um, That's like porn. That's vanilla porn. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what it was. It was. It's not even porn. It is the little romantic books with the with the shirtless. uh, What is the guy with With the the hair blowing in the wind? um, Fabio. Yes, Fabio. (laughs) With Fabio on it. That's what the Fifty Shades of Grey was. It was maybe a step up from that. But um, going back to your questions, I attended two panels on um, sewing and creating costumes, and they were very interesting. I liked them a lot. However, I will say I was very upset. I was very sad. Let me not say upset. 
sad that I sat for a panel or for Monster Panel that it just never happened. And I don't know why it never happened. And there was no explanation. No explanation. We just sat there waiting. So I feel like that was probably a little mix-up. Maybe the presenters never came and they didn't have anyone to and fill in that time. And they didn't have a replacement. Come on, do better, Monster Panel. Yeah. I also went to a panel on um, creating safe spaces for black female gamers, and I met some um, black uh, female Tekken players. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I got to play some rounds with them. They were really good. I was like, wow, that's so cool. I did. I almost forgot. I went to the Tekken one with you. Not yes, that one. the Tekken The panel. one about her. Harada hates Harada. Tekken because yes. of those crappy movies. Like... Okay, the first two Tekken movies had nothing to do with Harada, but then Harada's team, I guess, or a team assembled by Harada made a movie, and it was um, bundled with, uh, they re-released Tekken Tag 1 to um, celebrate um, Tekken Tag 2 coming out, mm-hmm. and it was awful. And that, that was basically the panel. They were just talking about how awful that movie was. It was like, come on, Harada, you were just saying you were going to do really well. The fighting was great, and I I will acknowledge that. The fighting was great, but the story, well, I guess, you know what? That kind of goes hand in hand with Tekken. The fighting is great. The story could use some work, though. Right, and and I feel like the panel also addressed something you were talking about, like the side character treatments aren't, are kind of like fluff. Yeah, because the movie was mostly about... Alyssa and uh, Ling Chao Yu, but um, you notice they didn't really talk about Alyssa or Ling Chao Yu because in the end, the main beef is between Haihachi and Kazuya Mishima. So it was mm-hmm. like, they're like, so they the main characters don't even really come in until the end. And then Ling and Alyssa become the side characters in their movie, basically. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was a very interesting week, and I, I loved watching the videos. I guess that's the part I probably liked things. I like to watch stuff. It was yeah. very interesting. Um, so, um, general likes. Well, it was my first convention that I went to, so I have nothing to compare it to. Um, I did like the openness and friendliness of everyone that was there. Um, I like that they had a rock band there. I'm not sure if that's something that's common at conventions. Um, yeah, they usually have a rock band set up. What I liked was that um, usually when I go to a, 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 a convention, they're usually just playing super, super hard metal songs. And I don't have a problem with metal, but those songs are really hard to play. And when they're just doing all of them, and if you select anything aside from expert they look at you funny and i felt like this one was a little more open like yes. I, I heard people singing stevie wonder songs they there were, were voting playing there were children playing um they were like getting consensus who wants to hear just a girl who wants to hear you know stevie wonder who wants to hear queen you know and that's something i like there was a very inclusive environment um other than the tekken you know, the two sewing um, panels that I went to, they were led by white women. It, it was, even though it's Blurred, blurred Con, con. There, it was a very diverse group of people. Even the um, vendors there yeah. were very diverse. And they offered, um, and I, I don't know because I've never been to any other convention, but it they offered an array. Like you had one that was a bookstore that had Ta-Nehisi coats. Um, and Roxanne Gay and Octavia Butler, Butler. Mm-hmm. yeah, which and I put her on to because I can't believe that Trina doesn't know Octavia. I'm not Butler. really that into sci-fi but novels, this is something but I you need to read. But I added Kendrick. I added Kendrick to my Amazon wish list as good. soon as I as soon as my credit comes in. <laughs> yes, good. And then yeah, I I bought um I bought Black Panther by Ta-Nehisi Coates. So it was like I know I know long overdue. And then I got uh was it World of Wakanda by uh, Roxanne Gay. And then I bought this um book from like an unknown author called Strange Clouds. It's called it's a a melanated fantasy joint book one. So it's like. <laughs> 
And it's like, okay, because um, it's by a, a young woman named, uh, what is it, Ch Chiquita Tinsley. She really, like, because at first I was like, it looks like it's just a book about two dudes, but she was, um, she was really passionate about it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a chance because okay. she was like the first black woman at, in the dealer room that spoke to me. And I'm like, okay, all right, you made eye yeah. contact. And then you had people <laughs> with like fairy items or like hand woven this. <laughs> and you know, usually lots of different things. when you go to a con, the dealer's room is usually very crowded, like, like wall to wall people. It's hard to move around, but because it was, you know, new, I could move around. I could like stand and have a real conversation with the vendors. And I feel like I learned a lot. I saw people, independent uh, game developers there. Yes. So, Pillow fight. That, that one, I want to, um, I want to get one of their games. Yeah. Yeah. They yes. look really interesting. Um, if I, if I ever went back to BlurredCon, I probably would want to be a vendor. Yeah. yeah, I wonder how much those vendor tables are. I wonder if they got a real deal because it was the first year. Yeah, I would like to go back as a vendor. I think that was pretty awesome. Now, as far as dislikes, um, the only thing that I didn't really like was the venue. Um, the cell phone. Now, you you have Sprint, so you you had all your bars. Yeah, but I the, watched them. I, well, during Monster Panel, I watched my Netflix. And I was trying to get on yep. Facebook because like, I was at the Tekken panel and I met other women that played and it was like, okay, I'm going to add you on PSN. Oh, I can't pull up PlayStation Network, right? Okay, I'm going to add you on Facebook. Oh, I can't. My Facebook's not loading up. So that was really, even when we came right outside the hotel, it was still three the walls for those panels were super thin so you could hear the people talking in the room directly next to you it was really distracting so that I don't really say that's not really on them that's kind of the on venue. the hotel that's on the hotel yeah. and then they had a hard time getting Wi-Fi in the gamer room so that was frustrating I thought they were really organized like they were very well organized um for first time and i i don't know i i cannot base on any other convention it, it's it can be a mess sometimes especially that first day whoo but yeah yeah i i agree they they seemed like they were they were pretty they were fairly organized for well, a maybe first day that's where i could come back as staff or at the very least, maybe it's because it was so small that first time around. It was like if there was any disorganization, um, you couldn't tell. But I felt like the panels were starting on time. They were clearing people out. They were they had people coming in five, you know, ten, ten minutes, minutes less, minutes. five minutes left. So they were they were on yeah. top of it. And I mean, they had a lot of event staff there because you had like I don't know, it was like five or ten just in the panel section. You had like two or three. In the game room section, you had like, you know, they or had when a we got lot there early on Sunday and they were like, oh, check in's not until 10 a.m. You know, it, it wasn't like we were just standing in line for 10 minutes and no one acknowledged us. They're like, oh, check in's not as soon as we got in line. Check yeah. in. We were a little annoyed. Yeah, well, it was because I got, and it's all my fault. If, you, if I had a pass for the weekend, we could have just walked in. But you were only going for one but day. But I only came for one day. You were going to pay $45 and I for check a whole in. weekend, and then right. you're only going to be there for one day. Right. But that's why we had to wait for check-in was because of me. It was my fault. <laughs> but, you know, and, and even though I was a little annoyed, the person that came out and, you know, she was like, yeah, sorry, check-in's not until 10. I'm like, there's panels that started at 9. She was like, those are Perks. for the people who already had batches. Like, like, like she's kind of like, I'm just the messenger. I'm just the messenger. <laughs> Like yeah, and so, they yeah. had lots of outlets. That was the good thing about there the were venue. so many outlets. Lots of outlets. So we need a new panel. We need a new v uh, venue. It could be the same hotel chain, just not in that spot with thicker walls. Yeah, <laughs> thicker walls. But yeah, lots of outlets. Love that. Yeah. And next time, if I do come, I definitely need to go to, to the, the late, late night, night panels. <laughs> that's when. <laughs> that's when you really get the education. I want to hear. Yeah, I want to be educated. <laughs> So yeah, um, so let's uh, transition over. Um, we've both finished uh, season one of Glow. Yes. So, um, so uh, wh what did you like about Glow? I like. I felt. 
I felt that it was a very authentic representation of what I remember of the 80s. Like, I think they did a really good yes, job with they it. Did. Even the look of it. It, it yes. looked like something that could have been filmed in the 80s. Yes. And I feel like everybody's hair was 80s. Like, every ethnic group they had. It wasn't just like, oh, we got the... The know, white woman's got the perfectly feathered yeah. hair. And they just... Those black women just came from the club. <laughs> no. And, and 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 I feel like they also had that like I don't know is it supposed to be early eighties because it had that like early eighties kind of some of them had that old seventies vibe to them just a little bit like the director the director with that mustache and, although the thick mustache and Cherry Bomb Cherry Bomb and her husband to me they reminded me of that early eighties like late seventies and look. and she was like a little bit older so that kind of makes sense and she was in black exploitation movies too. yeah yeah. And she was like, cause she was like, she had, she was really active during the seventies. And so, so how come like, well, how come you haven't been busy lately? The movies got whiter <laughs> and she didn't unapologetic, unapologetically said it. Yeah. I love the diversity in the cast, the looks, the ethnicity, the sh- everyone's shapes. They had different, different body types. And yes. it wasn't like, Oh, we're good. Like the punchline is this person's too fat or the punchline is this person's breasts are too small or they didn't do that. One character does it the entire time, but that's a part of his thing. And that's the, um, the director. director. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So he is the most politically incorrect person on there, but he's this lovable drug addict. Although, I, the, the, the lovable drug addict. I, I don't know how else to describe him. He's a lovable drug addict. I don't really feel like, yeah, he does talk about women's looks, but I don't feel like, you know how like there are just some things that are just intended to be funny to the people who are watching the show? Like when he like makes snipes at people, well, okay, maybe when he makes snipes at the main character, but I'm kind of like, I'm here for that because I don't like her. It's like, yeah, make her uncomfortable. But, but when he does it to other people? When he does it to the main character. But what about the other people that he does it to? Like the womb goof. He didn't approve that though, did he? He said that to her. He said he said womb goof first. Yeah, he said womb goof, but he didn't like act it out. <laughs> no, he didn't act it out. But when she was talking to him and he like brought he brought up the womb goof. Yeah, but I didn't feel like it was it wasn't really funny when he said he, it. It was just kind of showing how he's, but he's just a very, very insensitive. He's person. very insensitive. I just felt like that was part of his character. It wasn't like I didn't feel like he said that because he intended for me, the audience, to, to laugh. laugh at it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, you know, you'll see other shows where it's like 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 a Chris Farley movie where he's just like, Fat man and a little cold and that's the joke, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. didn't do any of that. Which yeah. they could have easily just went for that low-hanging fruit in an 80s movie. But they did show how they caricatured the different races. Mm-hmm. And people. Yeah. And different people, yeah. Like, because even with, like, within the the white group of girls, you know. You had the beautiful, like, the, the attractive white woman, the blonde white woman who was the soap star. Mm-hmm. And they treated her a certain way. And then the less attractive blonde... Mm-hmm. And then the the white woman who's kind of ethnic, but like basically the main character, mm-hmm. who they don't really know what to well, do. Well, no, she's with. a brunette. Remember, he she, says you're brunette. Your hair's the color of is, shit. Isn't her were her eyes brown? Also, did she have brown eyes? The main character. Yeah, I don't remember that color. Of I eyes. don't remember. But she but was, she does not look ethnic to me. She was like a brunette. She looks like an ethnic white person to me. Because wasn't like wasn't her brunette. hair a little curly? Her hair's a little curly. She looks like a brunette. Okay. So. <laughs> All I get is brunette from her. And so he she's a brunette. She, she he told her she's the co- her hair was the color of shit. You see all the other women like hold up. <laughs> <laughs> My hair is brown too. <laughs> I think it was the um I forget her name, the one that plays the one that the is she Indian? She was Indian. Yeah. But she plays like an Arab. She they 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 cat they character Cultured her as a terrorist, and she's like, "This is a fan." I, I, I like how she's like, just not happy about it. Like, like he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're a terrorist." Also, she's like, "It's offensive," and she like walks off. And like you see, ladies, like you're still mad at me. She's like, they really hate me. I just remember the pool scene when he was, she was laid out. He's like, "You're really mad at me." Like, yes. <laughs> Because he's just used to being able to say whatever he wants to people, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, I yeah. can get away with it. And it's like, no, I'm really mad at you. Yeah. he He's one of my favorite characters. 
with his insensitive self. And then I thought that the girl that um that that is ultimately revealed to be his daughter, like I thought she was really good. Like the way because she was very weird and she very ambiguous. The eighty teen really well. Right, and you didn't you you didn't think you wouldn't have thought you wouldn't have guessed. Oh, she his his daughter like. The, the one with the the one from England she was like she's got a crush on you obviously and you're like oh that's why she's so into his movies and that's why she's always looking for attention or approval from him and then it's like no you find out when he when he kissed her and she was just like really freaked out by it and it was like I'm your daughter and I was just like uh, like, I like how she comes back to my make out again. <laughs> she says that to him. Right? I know. And his face is like, no. And she's like, I'm just joking. <laughs> That's when after she like runs At, away and after comes they back. after she's had time to gather herself. Yeah, because yeah. he's like begging her to come back. To I them. thought it was so funny though when he like approached her in front of a bunch of people. I'm sorry that you're my daughter and I tried to have sex with you. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was at her boyfriend's house. Was at her boyfriend's yes, house in front of her boyfriend's mother. parents. And she's like, uh, tea? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And then she it's brings weird. out the coffee. He's like, I don't want it now. I'm like, you are a jerk. He is a jerk, but he's so lovable. The he lovable is, drug addict. He is a lovable drug addict. Because you know what? When when the main character, and you know what? This is all spoilers. Like, we did Oh yeah, we did say. <laughs> But he, like, throughout the movie, I, uh, the show, I liked him, but he really, like, weaseled his way in my heart when he took the main character to the uh, female clinic. Because... Yes. And pretended to be her husband. Yes, that was a really good scene. Yeah. And she was like, it's it's not the right time or the right baby. Because that, that would have been so messy. Yeah, it would have been really messy. And this is the 80s where, you know, you are... This was definitely not a time where women should be out here just making babies and going to, you know, clinics and stuff. You were you could have been judged. You would have been judged. You would have been judged. You would have been judged just for being a single mother. Yeah. So... And I, I just, I that really weaseled my. I could see how he, he was a really good guy, even though he was the underneath most, it. Yeah. Although I thought it was really mean when his ex-wife came to get their dog. <laughs> they had joint custody of the dog, and he told her the dog was dead, and she was really. But I was believing it, and then you hear the dog barking in the next room. I'm like, you bastard! And I thought that was funny. I didn't feel bad at all. <laughs> I thought that was, I was in stunned silence, like. <laughs> Mind you, this is like a two-minute scene. It wasn't. It it, it was kind of. It was funny to me. It was funny to me. What did she do? Did she? His, he said that she did something. I bad mean, they to him. they had a bad relationship, yeah. but I that was that was not low. Nice. It was low, but I, it was funny. That's like if someone joked about my Leon, I'd be like, my baby. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't want to give her the dog back. I know. I, you can tell when he was saying it, he was lying, and he just <laughs> did not want to give her the dog back. Yeah, and then I liked the 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 black exploitation woman. Like she basically had to train the girls, and then she was in charge, and she had to actually fight to get extra pay for that. Because she's like, "So am I getting paid for this? Like, am I getting paid for this?" And she was like, "Well, are you making me do extra work." And he couldn't even find her a character. Like it took him the longest to give her a character. Really, I felt like she had to make her own character, and I and he I, made a character because she didn't like her character, and then she changed. They, they changed the script. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, F this. Them old white biddies. They probably be the KKK and we gonna fight the KKK. And then I liked the woman that played welfare queen, even though she yeah, was I very her subtle. Too. It's like, hold on, my son goes to Stanford. Like, I don't know what I mean. <laughs> Playing the welfare queen. Or when the blonde woman found out that the brunette woman was the one that was sleeping with her husband and she showed up, but she had the baby and the and welfare queen was like, I'll hold your baby for you. Like, like, like she wanted like, to see. Like, don't handle your business. Like, yeah, whoop her butt. And it was like, cause they just wanted to see what was going to happen. And they were like, is this real? Like, who cares? This is yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I will say, like, even though they didn't really flesh out the characters a lot, I feel like they did give, like, some depth and some context to wonder what's going to happen next season because the black exploitation um, Cherry Bomb, she gets offered yeah. a really good deal 
to be a lead in a network show. And I'm like, what is the dilemma, girl? Like, because she and I think it, it is one of those loyalty. like black women feel that we have to be loyal to what we started to, and so you know, her husband wants her to go ahead and take the network job. Yeah. Mind you, this is the same husband where. We we are internally having an argument on what the hell he been doing. Yeah, all I see is him loafing around, and he's like, "We need." To, and you were like, "He was talking about we need to redo the kitchen and the bathroom." That, so I so I mm-hmm. guess it was like this was probably the only paying gig she had had in a while, and then something better comes along. It's like, what's the dilemma, honey? Like, I'm like we need more money. Yeah, so. I don't know. And maybe he's her manager. Maybe that's his job, and I just don't know it. But he also becomes the referee. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's interesting. And I thought that um, the producer was also interesting because he's yes. like, at first he's like this really feel good, like very positive, like ladies, ladies, like like this is your character. Let's let's all go back to my mom's mansion and play dress up. And, and he, he made it so, like he did a way more stereotyping than the director Yes, he did. did. <laughs> he's like, you know, big black woman. She's like, she's like what? Who, who, what'd you call me? <laughs> Well, he, he kind of went a little further because, you know, and then and the other thing, like where I guess I get what you're saying with the direct director, he, and they keep saying this and they keep bringing it out so that we must believe it, but he uses these stereotypes as a way to discuss, like he's trying to make it a social topic because people don't go to wrestling matches primarily for the wrestling i mean they want the story they want someone to root for and yeah they want to see some spectacular stunts and in this case they want to see women uh, play fighting with each other (laughs) and yeah it, it was it was it was interesting it was interesting and you know one of the characters another character i think i would like for them to really get in like to explore more would be the wolf yeah, and I liked how, you know, the main character, she's really frustrated with her, especially when she left that dead rabbit, or was, was it a it dead was squirrel? squirrel? A dead mm-hmm. squirrel in her bed. And she was like, you're such a wolf! And she was so happy that she acknowledged her as being a wolf. Like, I guess she the, the fact that she was able to recognize that that's what she was emulating, mm-hmm. she was like... That's what I identify as. I identify with wolves. And you see her, you know, getting up early in the morning and putting, you know, she has blonde hair. And she yes. puts she puts a, a, a black wig on and she puts on the makeup to make herself look darker. And she yellows her, was it nail polish? She was using some she nail paint something with her, her teeth. Yeah. With her teeth. It was, it was, she was intense. She, she was interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it's, it goes into the whole like you know when the gender identity and like self identity maybe even what's that woman name who Rachel <laughs> yes. Dolezal she's got a new name now she changed her name yeah it's something Nigerian right yeah I think so <laughs> but you know when people just really don't see themselves they see themselves as this other caricature yeah I don't know how I feel well I. I'm not gonna go into that. that. I'm not. I'm gonna stay away from that. Having a good day. (laughs) But um, yeah, I thought the wolf character was interesting. And as for the blonde character, the 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 blonde soap star, you know, they talk about how you know you'll be fine because you're beautiful and you're blonde. You have blue eyes. Everyone roots for you. I mean, she literally just walked in and picked a fight with her, and she got offered the lead in the, after everyone's been auditioning and learning moves, and she just kind of strolls in there, and she doesn't take it seriously for a while. And, right, and she's a bit of a, a diva. Yeah. She was a bit of a diva because she stole someone else's um, character. Yep. And just walked in when she saw the woman trying to sell her bit, just like, no, 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 no. give me those. Give me those medals. I look more the part. Yeah, and and she got it, and then mm-hmm. she didn't take it seriously until someone looked at her and said, okay, so what do you do? And she didn't really have anything planned, so she looked stupid. So then, you know, um, what was her name, Carmen? Carmen, yes. She goes to her, and she was like, well, you don't take, you know, she didn't coddle her. She was like, you don't take it seriously. You think it's a joke. Everyone else is working hard. You know, she 
pointed it out to her, and she did it in a way where she wasn't really coddling her, but she wasn't nasty about it. And she took her to a wrestling match, and she basically was like, this is a soap opera. Mm-hmm. I get it now. And I mean, because mm-hmm. that is essentially what wrestling is. So all these men that say, oh, soap operas are stupid. Scandal is stupid. And Grey's Anatomy. Like, wrestling. you're stupid. watching a soap opera with acting that isn't even as good. Right. <laughs> it's just big, it's oiled worse. up, <laughs> muscled men and, Except spand- and, and speedos. Except for the rock. I yeah. smell whatever yeah. he's cooking. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder what he... You know, okay, no, His food no. looks good whenever I see him, but he eats like a lot. Well, look how big he is. Yeah. And then he works out, so you, and all that he's muscle is just burning calories nonstop. So... Where were we talking? Okay, we were talking about The Rock. (laughs) Right? No, we didn't get derailed. It was a soap opera. (laughs) And when she went backstage to talk with one of the wrestlers, the wrestler was a fan of hers because he liked soap operas. And they get their storyline. We get the story because she knew how a lot of the stories ended. He's like, yes, we got that from your soap opera. And I was like, yeah. And then she sleeps with him. I mean... They they were both checking each other out big time. Oh, well, you know what she? I get. I don't know. I I'm not the one to say if you get cheated on, you deserve to cheat too. I was I was I was I was here for it's it. It's a movie. I, <laughs> it's a show. I mean, two wrongs don't make a right. However, I was here I'm for sure it. Sure, it felt good. I was here for it. <laughs> <laughs> and well, actually, she said it was a little awkward, you know, because it, it was well. It, she said it was, it was good and awkward. Yeah, but she was like, you know, there's something about being with someone that you're familiar with. And mm-hmm. even though I, t- I didn't, I could not, her husband, like, like we kind of disagree on whether the main character, the brunette woman, was likable or not. But I think we both agree her husband was just terrible. Yeah. He was not good looking and he discouraged everything she did. The yes, soap did. operas, you know, he cheated on her and he's showing up at her wrestling matches, like, what are you doing? You're embarrassing me. I'm serving you with divorce papers. And then she signs them. And he's like, oh, no, I didn't really want divorce. I didn't want to do that. I was just trying to get a reaction out of you. And I'm like, what the hell? Who the hell does that? Yeah, and then he's like, if she had read the divorce, she signed over all of her future earnings to him, like 10% of her future earnings. Oh my, and yes, he put that in there. He's like, I didn't think you would sign that. What right? I'm like, who in their right? Like, why Why would you put that in there? What, you, you put that in there so she wouldn't? Because he wants, so she could fight him. He was looking for attention. And that's something that I've noticed about his character is that he was very attention-seeking. Like, with the, with the main character who, this is, okay, I don't know. Are we, I hope we're not confusing people. But so. The main character is the brunette woman and she's, the blonde. Right. So Ruth, who is the main character. Right. Ruth, that's her name. And Debbie's the blonde. Ruth slept with the husband. Yes. When she was the drunk. The first time it was when she was drunk. And then the next time you see him, because you don't know that this is the husband when, when you see him. You don't know it's her husband. Trying to break into her window. Yeah, he climbed in because he didn't want anybody to see him, I think. No, it was something else. He couldn't, uh, I don't know if it was because he didn't want no one to see him. We'd have to watch that again. Yeah, I thought he climbed in through her window because he didn't want someone to see him coming in through the front door. No, he when he couldn't get in through the front door because she was in her apartment. Oh, he was breaking into her house oh. to try to. That's and I think that's why I decided that I liked her because like she was trying to tell him no, you need to go, you need to get out, and then she kind of he broke down her defenses, I guess. But. She really didn't want to be with him. And, you know, even though he was a married man, I didn't completely hate her for that. It wasn't until she got robbed and her friend, Debbie, came to pick her up. And you find out that's her husband. And I'm like, I hate you, Ruth. You are marked. Death! (laughs) I, I don't hate her. I feel like she's a very, very selfish person. I think that's what her her issue is. She's a very selfish person. And she makes everything about her. And she admits to her friend, like, maybe, you know, some of her, you know, allowing herself to sleep with the husbands because she was jealous of she Debbie. Was, she was jealous of her. And, I mean, I, I can... I mean, it's like, on one hand, you're jealous of her, but she was still a good friend to you. She's a very... She was an excellent friend to her. Yeah. And that doesn't make it right. And the thing is... 
she didn't realize that she had that much resentment. I mean, like, if, if you're my friend, I don't assume you're rooting against me. I don't assume, like, I feel like, you know, like, if you succeed, I succeed. Shine theory. Mm-hmm. But that's not how Ruth was. And so, I mean, I liked her character. And I mean, I don't know. She did. She experienced a lot. And it was like, oh, this is so, so bad. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the actress that portrayed her did a very good job. So it's not nothing against you who played Ruth. But Ruth, <laughs> Ruth was unlikable. Unlikable. I don't know. I She wasn't as unlikable for me. She's not Piper unlikable. No. Because I think I compared her to Piper. She's not, because Piper's a sociopath. Yeah, and, and like. She started a freaking hate group. Yeah, like um, Ruth, I feel like Ruth is a very flawed character. And that's, I think they did a really good job this time making someone flawed. Yes. Um, because she's very helpful to the wrestling team like she's trying to keep this thing afloat you know like initially she was like one of the few people like her and what was it cherry mm-hmm. were the only two who were really her cherry and i would say even carmen because like carmen was like like we need a character and carmen was going along with it even though she did not know how to act she was just like okay you know partner whatever you mm-hmm. say <laughs> even though i don't know where you're going with this they were the only ones that took it seriously initially yeah um but uh, and and i'm like and on the other hand like the only thing i can say i really really don't like about her is the fact that she slept with the woman's husband like that's the her, new, her best her friend. best friend's husband that her parents knew her because like, they're and like, oh, like where's to... Ruth? She's not here. Like it was, and then they see her, and she's like, oh, hey, hi, no, I can't, <laughs> no. And at the end, she still wants to be the girl's friend, and, but and it's not. No. I know, like there's like a scene, it's like so, hey, we're not there yet. Like, like, like you see, like the like Debbie trying to like, like it looks like she's still working through it, but. I feel like she wants to forgive her, but it's like, I mean, it's still fresh, you know? Like, yeah. you need to give it time. And there, sometimes, sometimes there's no bouncing back from that. And that's why I, Debbie just, she really was a good friend to her. Because even now, it's like she's she's able to deal with being around her. And I don't know if I could have. And I think that came from the wrestler. Because he told her, no, you don't have to be, your you and your opponent don't have to be friends. Y'all have to be good working partners like you have to know each other yes but those times when they're because you're vulnerable when even when you're fake wrestling because you gotta trust that your partner isn't gonna Mm -hmm. and she she could have very easily like oops i accidentally dropped you on your head for real but that wasn't in her character and that's what i'm saying like i find to me personally i do find her likable because we just have this one big bad thing, but then there's all these multiple like good things that you see that she's trying to be a better person. Unlike Piper, it's like you get a bad thing with Piper, and then another bad thing with Piper. Or it's like Piper <laughs> will do something good, but it's like in a what's Selfish. your angle, yeah. white feminist kind of way. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> not for the greater good, not just to help you out. Just I just uh, this is gonna benefit me somehow. Yeah. Or I did something really, 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 really bad, and now I need to do something to make myself feel a little bit better about myself kind yeah. of way. Mm-hmm. Like, you had me locked in the shoe, but I'm supposed to be okay with this. Well, I got the track opened again. It's like, the hell out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was Piper. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, next on the list, you, um, no, um, neither of us have actually watched the Hulu series Handmaid Tale. Right. No, I have not seen it. But we've both read the book. Yes. Which we, we stumbled upon that fact by accident. No, like, well, uh, just oppositely, like, you know, like, huh. Like, oh, yeah, I read that too. Like, you did. You didn't tell me you read it. <laughs> like, oh, never we, came up. We both read it now. Yeah. And I've seen the 1990. Film. I see. I didn't see that one with um. You said Liam Neeson's wife was mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, I, I did not see that. So the Handmaid's Tale is basically a dystopian tale 
where the U.S. has fallen under religious extremist rule. Right, and this isn't even all of the U.S. This is just, like, the... Right, because there's, like, a certain part of it that's been, I guess, engulfed by, like, toxic waste and whatnot or radiation or something. Or maybe that's what they're telling And they're calling that the colonies, and that's where they banish, like, the undesirable people to. And so this is considered a Gilead Society, and this is in the, um, what is the North called? Canada? No. Uh, uh, New England. New England. This is where they are is like the New England So it's bordering area. Canada. I was close. Yes, you were <laughs> close. I was close. Yay. Yes, because that's where she and Can her husband were trying to escape to. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and um, in this dystopian uh, society, um, pretty much a, a select group of men are in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. They have all, I guess, the wealth and the resources. And they have their wives. And then the women, the wives who are unable to produce children, they have to take on handmaids. Mm-hmm. And the handmaids, they earn their keep because women are not allowed to work or have money. So they they are their maids. And they have to let the husband have sex with them, what, once a month in, a, in, in an effort to get them, to try to get them mm-hmm. pregnant. And if they don't conceive after a certain number of tries, they basically get sent to the colonies. Well, they get, they get passed around because they have to go to another house. Well, if they have a baby, they get passed or they get... They, they get passed if they have a baby. I feel like this. she's had the woman who's there, she's had another home before but never had a baby. Ah. So you, you do get passed. Like, I don't know what... They don't really specify the time frame or how many times but, you can be passed. But the, the, the fear is real. The pressure is there. Yeah. You get sent to the colonies. And then those aren't the only women in the society. You also have the Econo wives who are the poor men's wives. You have um, the Marthas, who are the maids and the cooks. And then you have the Jezebels. Are the Jezebels? Those were the the brothel women. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, the brothel women. I'm trying to remember who where. Were, this was a secret. That, right, right. That was, that was the secret. They weren't that's in right. part of the real that's, society. That's right. Now... So it's like, oh, you, you, you see that and you're like, well, that's crazy. But to some of us, that's actually, we see that and it's really scary because mm-hmm. we look at um, uh, his last election, President He Who Shall Not Be Named, <laughs> and <laughs> President Voldemort. Um, <laughs> Voldemort. Voldemort was so sweet and cuddly. Compared to him, yes, <laughs> um, yes, book. you're yeah, right. Because you're he right. wasn't a book. He wasn't no. real, he but wasn't now, real. but now he is. <laughs> He's you know, real. I, just, He's I real. honestly, I don't see Trump as this malicious person. I feel like this was all a joke to him, and then like people actually voted it's for like him. It's like a, a comedy. Whoops, I'm the president. <laughs> yeah, this is how I think. I really don't think that he thought. Or he was like with Melania. Whoops, I just wanted a sugar daddy. Now I'm first lady. <laughs> yeah. I need her to smile more. She's a beautiful woman. What? Smile. That that is so anti-feminist. <laughs> like smile, smile, smile baby. baby. You'd be so much prettier if you just smile. Yeah, she sure would be. <laughs> hey, her husband said he can grab him by the pussy, so why can't I say that she needs to smile? I'm turning my chair. I'm <laughs> angling my chair away from you. <laughs> I don't know if the mic picked up that shift and move. You gotta look at me. So yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't stay mad at you. So, so it's scary because it's like as soon as he went into office, it's like women's rights. I mean, they were already kind of like being, you know, little snippets were like being jabbed at. But now they're just going after them. Well, why should healthcare cover prenatal care? Mm-hmm. Or well, I don't. I think women should be punished if they get an abortion. Or blah blah. And mm-hmm. it's like. People are openly talking about this. They're not even being politically correct about it. They're just like, you need to birth them babies and be barefoot and pregnant all day. Right. And let's just talk about how in this Gilead society that this happened. So the someone within, they just did all in one day. They shot the president and they shot all of the congressmen. 
So there was no government. And somebody literally tried to open fire on congressmen at a baseball. They, it was like a congressman baseball game, mm-hmm. and they were practicing. They're like, are those Democrats or Republicans? Oh, I think those are Republicans. I was shooting, like. Yeah, and that's really scary. That's, that's not okay. Yeah, it's very scary. I mean, I know, I know. The the people who are in charge suck, but it's it's not okay. It's right. not okay to kill politicians because you don't like their politics. Right. Because y'all were like looking at Obama weird and mm-hmm. that we wasn't okay. Hanging effigies and all that. Mm-hmm. Or lynch, lynching effigies. Lynchings. Mm-hmm. burning burning lynchings just all the things right. it's not okay it's not okay no, either it. it's not okay on either end no matter how much we dislike one end but anyway it's scary because you know it, it it's like we're it, it feels like we're like one or like a few radical changes from being in this society i mean right. one day they just they took away all the women's rights to own money, to have money. They closed their bank accounts and they they transferred the money to their husbands' um, bank accounts. Or the, or the nearest fi- male relative. Or they fired, and they fired all the women. that was a different day. The firing came on a different day. Oh. So the money happened one day. Was the firing first and then the money? Well, yeah, maybe that because that makes because that makes more sense. So they the, the the money came first. The money happened first. So maybe it was the same day because I know that she went. You're right, because she went to her regular, like, bodega or something. And everybody had been fired. It it was a man there instead of the old lady. And he was like, no, it's not working. No, it's not working. No, it's not working. Mm. And so then she went to work, and that's when she got fired. You're right. And then, you know, when she lost, you know, the right to own money, and she goes to her husband... You know, her husband gave her, like, a little bit of, like, I guess, obligatory sympathy. And then was like, it's time to get down in the bed. Right, like, he was, like, <laughs> like well, like, after she was, like, freaking out about it, he's, like, everything's gonna be fine, and he was even whistling a minute later, and then mm-hmm. that night, he wanted to have sex, and she's, like, uh, no, it's not a good night, I just lost everything. It's like, you're gonna be okay, you still got me. And her thoughts were, you know... Did he even... Was, was he happy? Was he even happy, like, was he, like, was he happy about, yeah, Did, does he even care that this is that this really bothers me. And that, that makes you think, you know, like when you see another group mm-hmm. lose their rights and you're like, oh, well, not me, not my problem, or you get a little more power as a result of them losing their power and mm-hmm. you're okay with that. And I think, like, this is, like, one of the things when they talk about, like, uh, white feminism. Like, it's like, like, do you even care, you know, if like a black woman loses some of her power, if it results in you looking better as a result? Right. And that's the whole like intersectionality that people are trying to introduce into. And it's like, you do realize if they can just snuff out my rights in the blink of an eye, they can gun for you right afterwards. And that's why there's such a push for intersectionality because it's like if they come for us they'll come for you next and that's exactly what happened all the i guess the men who didn't have any power they like not no real power you know mm-hmm. they lost their personal freedoms after a while and they were chasing them down and shooting them and all kinds of stuff yeah or they were going after and they they after they they um they took over everything. They started going after people who performed abortions. They mm-hmm. were executing them. They were executing women who had abortions. I mean, and and you know, there's like right now they're not they're not literally executing them, but they're coming after. Or have you heard about that El, that 19 year old in El Salvador? It's not just a 19 year old. Every woman, if you have so this is this has actually been going on for a while. They have a law that if you abortion oh, is banned, right. However, if you deliver a stillborn child, they'll accuse you of killing your child. Yes. So there are many women in El Salvador who are arrested under this, like, infanticide for giving birth to a stillborn child, being accused of having done something to kill their baby. Right. So, like, in her case, she didn't seek prenatal care, so they called that aggravated homicide. Right. Not getting prenatal care and having a stillborn baby is aggravated homicide and she got a 30-year sentence while the man that raped her got like what like what a few years Mm -hmm. even though he's like the cause of all this right 
So this happens and people are just like, oh, whatever, build a wall. Handmaid's Tale, you know, that would never happen. That's, yeah. that's that's crazy. That's crazy talk. That's a dystopian. Or maybe it, it actually affects women because now, now that there's this, you know, show on Hulu, people are like, oh, this could happen to us. It's been happening to people. It is the, if, if it weren't for the fact that this is about, you know, you know, because it is very much, and in the book, and I'm not just making it to, when we say white woman, the book very much lets you know this is what happened to white people <laughs> in New England and that they that there are no others there. Um, but this happened with slavery. Like, if it yeah. was the fact that it's a white woman, they this weren't, would be slavery. They, they, they weren't teaching women. Like, there were women who were around in the old time who could still read, but they weren't permitting women who are uneducated now to learn how to read right and and even if you could read you weren't allowed to read and so with that and like and even if i take out like the reading part like the part like that kind of reminded me of like when you stole africans from africa so they already had a life of freedom and now they're beaten down like you have the into aunts, submission right the other group of women the aunts and then that was another thing women enforcing overseers. these laws mm-hmm. overseers they I, were the overseers i had to lean back on that for a <laughs> You can't see what I'm doing, but I, I, I leaned back for a second. I'm back now. <laughs> <laughs> you leaned in. <laughs> like, right. They, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, um, they are still in a submissive position. They don't really have any power, but they have power over someone and else. And they take joy in it. Those aunts were taking joy. Yeah, like like men of color who put down, who crap on black women. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to name names, Christine. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah so it's definitely not a feel good book no but if you want some like like what is it what, what which pill is the one that gives you reality red pill was it red pill the, okay i think I'm, I'm gonna go with red pill the red pill this is a red pill hence the red they wore red outfit symbolism it's red symbolism. it's red it's the red pill <laughs> Symbolism. So yeah, not 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 a feel good tale. If you're having a bad week, maybe not read it that week, or don't read it on a good week either, because that's gonna ruin that good week. You know, I, hey, it, it makes I can just really get into the book. I think it's a good book to read when you have time. Read it on a week that's kind of meh. <laughs> <laughs> And be more involved in your community. I think that's what I get from that. Because the scary thing is, like, if they were to cut my money off and send it to my nearest relative, my nearest male relative, so now I could go to my little brother. Hey, you got all my money? He would get a lot because he's got a lot of sisters. (laughs) It's like uh, six, five females. So he's getting a lot of money from the women. Uh, That would be crazy. No. Yes. No, no, you cannot. Or... Like, and I think there are societies where a younger brother or your son could end up having more rights than you. That's, that's not okay. Yeah. So. That's crazy. So, yeah. And also, like, people who call themselves allies, if, if something like this happened and you aren't willing to do anything to intervene, but you you're against it, but you don't do anything to intervene. You're not an ally. Just, I just want to point that out. Sympathizer. You're a sympathizer, but you're not an ally. So stop calling yourself that if you're not actually putting yourself out there on the line to advocate for the people that you sympathize for. Right. If you're wearing those little little safety pins, but you're not actually doing anything, you're a poser. So. <laughs> you're a poser, wow. <laughs> You're a poser. Like, oh, I've got my safety pin. Oh, help that person. Well, see what happened. Like, yeah, no. So. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anything coming up this week? Well, I started watching Castlevania. That's right. Castlevania's out. I need to get on that because I think I've seen a few people in that my timeline talk about like Castlevania is really brutal. Is it brutal? Um. Well, yeah. The first like ten minutes, someone gets burned alive. Ooh. Oh, spoilers. Oh, well, it's ten ten minutes, but 
first 10 minutes. You, Diet spoiler. But it's, it's and, and, and I mean, it's, it's like cartoon brutal, so it's not too bad. I got you. So I guess they have a lot that they can do, and it's. Oh, kind of like celebrity deathmatch gory, but but not like cartoon, that. but instead of clay. Let me see, but it, but it's serious. Okay. <laughs> Never. But it's, I'm trying to think. I haven't seen anything gory in a while. I don't do gore. Yeah, I don't really like. That's it not. Either. That's on my no no kink list. Yeah, no like gore. no gore. Don't 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 show me that. No, no kink list. Gore. That's it. And if you have a good partner, they will honor that. No. And if you're, if they're getting close to the level of gore, they'll be like, you know, you can say you're what, yellow or whatever your word yellow, is for yellow. that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, um, I think the only thing that's coming up now, because pretty much most of the cons have taken place in our area, at mm-hmm. least, Otakon. That's in August. So. Okay. And I think we've got our ruining the fairy tales. Oh no, no! What, what, um, Defenders, what? Defenders is coming out in August, so we have to start recapping the Marvel series. So that should be next week. Yes, we're 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 we've already talked about Iron Fist, so we're just going to recap the happy ones now. <laughs> well, we have to bring it up. Okay, we can glaze okay, over. Okay, gotta it. put it on the we, we can glaze over aluminum fist or. Danny Bland. Danny Bland. <laughs> what hipster punch? Hipster, hipster punch. That's yeah. that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> when I was like, he's just. I think I don't know if he's a bad actor. Hipster I don't think punch. he's a bad actor. I think they told him give it a hipster feel because that's all I got from it. This hipster, I know. More I mean, than he's on know. Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I assume that if you're on there, does that can you be on there and be bad? I don't know. I don't watch. I, it. I don't action. I, Sometimes the action, action and raping. But um, yeah. All right. So <laughs> on that note, that's it for this episode of What We're Trying to Do. Uh, bye. Bye.